We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go episode 652 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Friday, September 8th, 2023. It is the first true football Friday on this podcast of the 2023 football season, as both the 2023 college football season and now the 2023 NFL regular season are underway. And what a way in which the 2023 NFL regular season got underway. A 21-20 Detroit Lions win at the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Perhaps the Chiefs do miss their offensive coordinator of the last five seasons, the man who is currently the commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. I'm kidding, sort of. The Chiefs will be just fine. But what happened on NFL opening night is a reminder of assume nothing. Hopefully the commanders were paying attention. Hello and welcome to this Football Friday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. It is great to have you with us. The Commanders 2023 regular season opener is this Sunday afternoon, a game against the Arizona Cardinals at a sold-out FedEx field this Sunday afternoon at 1, a game at which former Redskins quarterback Robert Griffin III will be in attendance. How about what the commanders posted on Twitter? Posted on X on Thursday evening, a very slick, very well-produced video announcing that RG3 will be at the game. Robert himself tweeted, quote, it's time for all of us to come back. See you at FedEx Field Sunday. Let's go end quote. (laughs) Uh, The legacy of one Robert Griffin III with our football team is uh, rather mixed. Uh, There's a lot that happened there over the years has been a lot of spin to what happened. But let's also acknowledge this. His 2012 rookie season is arguably the greatest rookie season by a quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, you can make that case. He was spectacular. He was sensational. He, for the 2012 regular season, led all qualified players in the NFL in both yards per pass attempt 
and yards per rush. I mean, think about that. And there are a lot of fans of the team who look back upon that 2012 season like they would a religious experience. So from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, I get the new ownership, the Josh Harris Group, welcoming back RG3. Now, if you're turned off by the Harris Group welcoming back RG3, I get that. But, you know, I've never thought that Robert's a bad guy. I just think that Robert has had a phoniness to him a lack of authenticity to him that has been off-putting. But he is very good as an analyst for ESPN, and he will be back at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon. I wonder how much Robert got paid for that video and is getting paid for this appearance at FedEx Field. Coming up on the show, in-depth preview of Commander's Cardinals. Next segment, I will talk Commander's offense, including the latest on the status of receiver Terry McLaurin and key comments from Eric Bieniemy in a pre-practice press conference early Thursday afternoon. I then will talk Commander's defense, including the latest on the status of edge defender Chase Young and key comments from defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio in a pre-practice press conference late Thursday morning. I then will present to you the season debut of Rhyming Keys, my keys to a (laughs) Commander's victory in rhyming fashion. And I then will have my prediction for the game and for the Commander's season as the ride that is a season for our football team is about to truly get going. Also on the show, Goldilocks, my college football previews and picks against the spreads for Maryland, Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. The featured games will be Maryland, home to Charlotte, Saturday night at 7.30. Virginia, home to James Madison, Saturday at noon. And Virginia Tech, home to Purdue, Saturday at noon. Uh, Before we get to some feedback, two things. Uh, First of all, one of the top limited partners in the Josh Harris group, Magic Johnson. He and team president Jason Wright were at an event at a Boys and Girls Club in Washington, D.C. late Thursday afternoon. Magic did speak to reporters. He addressed what he said to the commanders when he spoke to the team on Wednesday morning. This was Magic on Thursday evening. This is what we told him, and this is what I told him, and I'm going to go. I said... You don't have to worry about no problems from this ownership group. Mm -hmm. You just have to concentrate on Sundays playing football. You ain't going to read no headlines. You're not going to have to worry about nothing, no questions from you guys about stuff off the field. Your job is just to concentrate on doing your job and having fun every Sunday, every Thursday, or every Monday. That's it. And that's exactly what I told him. Okay, there it is right there. So how about that from Magic Johnson? A bit of a shot, a bit of a jab at the commander's previous lead owner, Dan Snyder. Uh, But it was a shot. It was a jab that did not involve mentioning Dan at all or even referencing anything specific with him. Uh, It was a shot. It was a jab that only involved speaking on what will not be happening with the Josh Harris group. Uh, Also, I do want to address this Steven Strasburg situation with the Nationals. Boy, is there a lot going on with the Nats right now. I, on Thursday's show, episode 651, talked about the Nats reportedly having made cuts to their scouting department. Uh, This off us this past Saturday morning, having learned that the Nats' longtime international scouting director, Johnny DePuglia, had resigned. He had been with the Nats since October 2009. And all of this is with president of baseball operations and general manager Mike Rizzo still not having agreed on a contract. 
contract extension, despite there having been multiple reports all the way back on August 21st that he and the team were close to finalizing a contract extension. And now we have this Steven Strasburg situation. Uh, Nats starting pitcher Steven Strasburg. He is retiring. Everyone knows this at this point, despite uh, this having not yet been officially announced. Uh, The plan had been for the Nats to hold a Strasburg retirement press conference this Saturday. I can confirm that. Now, nothing had been officially announced But this had been the case. A Strasburg retirement press conference had been planned for this Saturday. I, off the record, heard about the Strasburg retirement presser being planned for this Saturday weeks ago. Well, we on Thursday afternoon had multiple reports that the press conference is off because the team and Strasburg's camp, i.e. his agent, the notorious Scott Boris, still are working out what is going to happen with Strasburg's contract. The seven-year, $245 million albatross to which he was re-signed in December 2019. Now, the tenor of the reporting on Thursday afternoon varied. Uh, Brittany Giroli, senior MLB writer for The Athletic, she put out a series of tweets just blasting the Nats owners, the learners. Uh, Quote, it was the Nationals who approached Strasburg about retiring and paying him the full amount of his contract Sources briefed on the matter say the team wants to change the terms, end quote. Another tweet, quote, Strasburg signed a 70-year, 245-mil deal after the 2019 World Series. He had nerve damage and is 100% disabled. Offering a gracious retirement ceremony and then trying to change the terms is something, end quote. Uh, these tweets were something from Brittany Giroli. Now, I'm not saying that what she reported is wrong, but boy, what she reported and the tone with which she tweeted sure seemed to be influenced by Scott Boris. And I say that because another person who was reporting on this Strasburg stuff on Thursday afternoon was Nats insider Jesse Doherty of the Washington Post. And Jesse has never been shy about bashing the Nats slash learners, but Jesse took a much less harsh tone. Uh, He tweeted, quote, this has been brewing since the start of the week. The Nationals and Steven Strasburg are still hammering out details of his retirement terms, so an official announcement will come at a later date. Strasburg's plans have not changed, end quote. Uh, What exactly is going on in the negotiations between the learners and Scott Boris is hard to say. I'm not going to hammer the learners over this without more information, but it may be that Brittany Giroli is dead on with what she was tweeting on Thursday afternoon. I'll just say two things. Uh, Number one, the last thing that you want to see is this Strasburg situation turn ugly. But the truth is that there always has been the potential for this situation to turn ugly, given that contract, uh, what is by far the worst contract in Washington, D.C. sports history, and maybe the worst contract in sports history. I mean, when you talk about production per dollar, this contract has been a total disaster. And number two, man, is there a lot of stuff happening with the Nats behind the scenes right now. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Tweet from Kevin Sinclair, 
on something that I talked about on Wednesday's show, episode 650. And that something is that I'm actually not one of these people who is hung up on the commanders needing to blow out the Cardinals this Sunday afternoon. Would I like for the commanders to blow out the Cardinals? Heck yeah. (laughs) But the commanders just need to win the game. How they win doesn't matter nearly as much as that they win, because how they win may not mean much. Few things in sports are as misleading as week one results slash performances in NFL seasons. And so even if the commanders do blow out the Cardinals this Sunday afternoon, it's not going to guarantee anything. Uh, Writes Kevin, I agree about putting too much stock into week one. In 1993, the Redskins beat the Cowboys 35-17 on Monday Night Football. Washington then lost six in a row and finished 4-12, and and Dallas won the second of two consecutive Super Bowl titles. Uh, thank you for that, Kevin. Excellent example. You could argue that what happened with the Skins in week one of the previous season, the 1992 season, is a good example, too. The Skins began their 1992 regular season with a 23-10 loss at the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, and yet... The Skins ended up going 9-7 and seven in the 92 regular season, made the playoffs, and won a playoff game. Uh, how about the Skins' 2010 and 2011 regular seasons? So the team's first two seasons with Mike Shanahan as executive vice president slash head coach. Uh, the Skins in each of those regular seasons won in week one and yet finished with double-digit losses, 6-10 <laughs> and 10 in 2010, 5-11 in 2011. Week one is awesome. We're thrilled to have another NFL regular season getting going, but what we see in week one so often is not an accurate reflection of what we will see the rest of the season. Email from my guy, Yano, on me referencing the great movie Office Space and reading an email about the Commanders on Monday's show, episode 648, writes Yano, What's up, Goldie? Long time, no email from your longtime fan, Yano. A few shows back, you referenced Office Space with the Bobs and the great John McGinley line, So what would you say you actually do here? A classic film and one of my favorites, so I just had to write, From Peter... To Samir, Naga, Naga, not going to work here anymore. (laughs) To the guy named Michael Bolton, these were all classic characters. Topped off, of course, by, yeah, Bill Lumberg. Absolutely in my top five all time. Love the reference. Maybe in the sequel, Melvin will find $7 billion in the office before setting it on fire and then buy the commanders. <laughs> uh, thank you for the email, Yano. Could we even ever have a sequel to Office Space? I mean, actual offices are fading and fading fast. Uh, so many people work from home now. I feel like doing a movie or a television show based on an office is antiquated at this point, which especially funny about the movie Office Space is that it did like nothing in terms of box office. Came out in 1999, did just $12.2 million in terms of worldwide box office, despite including Jennifer Aniston, who of course was and still is a big star. But the movie has become this like cult classic and now is widely regarded as one of the best movies of the 90s. And it is one of the best movies of the 90s. Uh, All right, I have something new for you on the podcast with the Commander's 2023 regular season getting going. I, this NFL season, am partnering with Underdog Fantasy, and I'm going to be making fantasy football picks for Commander's games in terms of Underdog Fantasy's higher, lower totals for each game. 
Uh, Underdog Fantasy is great. It is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. You can check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And Underdog Fantasy is offering something special for listeners of this podcast. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. We call that free money. Uh, So here's my pick for Commanders Cardinals. I am taking running back Antonio Gibson to have higher than 49 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. 49 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. A more than gettable total. Uh, Gibson has a chance to thrive in this commander's offense being run by Eric Bieniemy. I get that we have been hearing about Gibson doing more as a pass catcher for years now, and that hasn't yet materialized, but that could materialize this season. That should materialize this season. Uh, what is, keep in mind, a contract season for Gibson. And if the commanders on Sunday afternoon do, as I think they're going to do, and that is play well, Antonio Gibson getting more than 49 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards should happen. So all of this is through Underdog Fantasy. You can join me via The Great Deal. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And if you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So you deposit $100, you get $100 free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Well, I am happy to say that we have good news on Commanders receiver Terry McLaurin playing in the team's 2023 regular season opener, home to the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday afternoon at 1. Terry for Wednesday was listed as a limited participant in practice. Terry for Thursday was listed as a full participant in practice. The Commanders on Thursday afternoon had to move their practice from outside to the indoor practice facility due to heavy rain in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, The practice was a non-padded practice. But Terry going from limited to full is a good sign. He's coming off the right big toe injury that he suffered in the preseason win over the Baltimore Ravens at FedEx Field on Monday Night Football on August 21st. The only other commander's offensive player on injury reports has been receiver Dax Milne. Uh, He on Thursday afternoon was listed as having not practiced for a second consecutive day due to a groin injury. So it could be that receiver Jamison Crowder, who the commanders on Wednesday morning signed to their practice squad, could play for them on Sunday afternoon. Uh, We on Sunday afternoon, finally, we'll get the regular season debut of the commander's offense under the direction of assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who the team hired in February. Uh, Eric did a pre-practice press conference early Thursday afternoon. This was Eric on Terry McLaurin. Uh, First of all, the ultimate professional, the ultimate warrior. Huge fan of Terry. Watch Terry and, and Curtis, obviously, when they all were at Ohio State together. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, scouting him and, you know, doing all the, 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 the paperwork on him as well. But love the person. 
love the competitor, okay, love the leader, love the captain. The thing that I love about him is that he's consistent in his behavior. He's consistent in everything that he does. All right. He's also humble enough and vulnerable, you know, not he, he doesn't care about saying, hey, I don't know. All right. And so which when you put yourself out there, it allows younger players to grow because now they're seeing someone who has this quote unquote name basically saying, hey, coach, can you explain this to me? You know, and he shows he get, he provides an example of what it takes to be a student of the game. But on top of that, when placing a leadership role, he's showing these guys how to do it the right way as well. So I love everything that he brings to the table. So, you know, obviously it would be tough not having him. But one thing about Terry, Terry's going to make his presence felt, whether he's physically out there or <laughs> he's mentally out there. You're going to feel his presence because he's going to be very vocal with those guys and he's going to let everybody know how he feels. But on top of that, you know, don't get it wrong. Terry's going to be a great coach when it's all said and done. With. Don't tell him I said that because he's very smart and he's very intelligent. And he'll provide those guys a lot of uh, wisdom going into the game. We all know the deal with Terry McLaurin, right? Super productive, zero drama, despite constant change at quarterback. He's since being taken by the Redskins in the third round of the 2019 NFL Draft, has played with 10 different regular season starting quarterbacks. And yet, Terry last season became the first Washington receiver to have at least 1,000 receiving yards in each of three consecutive regular seasons since Henry Eller did so from 1994 through 1996. Is the commander's new QB1, Sam Howell, the guy who will bring Washington's constant change at quarterback to an end? Is Sam the man? We have spent so much time on this podcast these last eight months talking about Sam Howell. The time for talk is ending. Here was Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on what he has learned about Sam Howell. You know what? Uh, Sam is just, and I've heard some of the players say this over and over again, that he's just calm. He's cool. He's very collective. He doesn't get too high, obviously. He doesn't get too down with anything. I love his demeanor. I think he does an outstanding job of just handling all the information that's being provided. He knows how to channel all, all the noise and put it in perspective. And then, you know, if there's something out of place, he knows how to autocorrect and make it right the next time. And so I enjoy working with him. I also enjoy just watching his thought process and seeing him from behind and, and you know, and, and, having those quiet times and just talking through some of those moments because now you can really get a feel for what he was thinking and what his, his experience was as that play was happening. And so loving his interaction with the players, loving his actions, also loving his professional demeanor and just looking forward to him, you know, just being the very best of him. The demeanor of Sam Howell has drawn a lot of praise. Commanders receiver Jahan Dodson, in an appearance on NFL Network's Good Morning Football on Tuesday morning, called Sam, quote, a silent killer, end quote. It's interesting. The commanders in the latest episode of their YouTube series, Commander's Log, actually have an interaction between head coach Ron Rivera and Terry McLaurin, in which Ron asks Terry to help get Sam to be more vocal. Uh, that is something 
that the team wants to see more of from Sam. One of the more interesting guests on Sam Howell on this podcast has been North Carolina football radio analyst Brian Simmons, who was a star linebacker for UNC and the Cincinnati Bengals and also is a former NFL scout. Uh, Brian joined me on episode 573. Said a lot of good things about Sam, but did say that Sam, in order to be a successful NFL quarterback, was going to have to be more of a take-charge guy in the huddle. Uh, This was Eric the Enemy on Thursday afternoon on Sam Howell's interactions with his teammates. You know what? What you see is what you get. Sam actually has a personality. I don't think very many people understand that. (laughs) He's a great kid. He's actually funny. You know, um, who was it? Um... I don't think he knew what school. Well, I don't know if it was him or Jake. One of them didn't know what school Magic Johnson went to. So we were just killing him about that. And uh, some of the rap songs that he don't know. I mean, uh, but he's a great kid. And the beauty of it is he's wholesome and he's just who he is. And that's what makes him special. Because what you see is what you get. You get a good hearted individual who has a tremendous amount of talent okay who has a quiet calm confident demeanor all right but also he's very aware of who he is and where he fits you know within the grand scheme of things but he has a great personality that just attracts people and so I'm enjoying working with him and uh, I just want to see and I I can already see it right now how he's going to handle you know, the highs and lows of the season. Because as we all know, there's no such thing as perfection. We want to chase it as much as we can. And the thing that I, I'll say this until whenever, the thing that I always have to remind myself of each and every day when I go home, you know what? If Sam made a mistake doing something, this is probably the first time that has happened in his career. So I have to remind myself of that. And then that way we can present it and making sure that he's doing whatever he can to make whatever situation better for him moving forward. Yeah, and what Eric Bieniemy just said right there is something that he has said before. Sam Howell is a non-rookie rookie. Like, he's not a rookie in that he has had an NFL season, but he is a rookie in that he has played in just one regular season game. Uh, Hopefully, Sam in the 2023 regular season is good from the get-go. But if not, I do want him to be given every opportunity to get good as the season goes on. I want him to be given the chance to improve. Uh, You look at Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett. He, like Sam, taken in the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, The Steelers took Pickett with the number 20 overall pick. The Commanders, as you may have heard, (laughs) took Sam in the fifth round. Pickett in his 2020 rookie regular season played in 13 games. First six games, two touchdown passes versus eight interceptions, took 18 sacks, had zero fourth quarter comebacks. Final seven games, five touchdown passes versus one interception, took nine sacks, had three fourth quarter comebacks. He got better as the season went on. I want Sam Howell given that same opportunity if he struggles. Uh, Speaking of struggling, what about the commander's offensive line? The commander's offensive line last season was a mess. The team since the end of its 2022 season has engaged in a remaking of the offensive line. The remaking has included the team parting with offensive line coach John Matsko and promoting assistant offensive line coach Travell Wharton to offensive line coach. Uh, The team signing 
as unrestricted free agents, tackle-slash-guard Andrew Wiley, center-slash-guard Nick Gates, and tackle-slash-guard Trent Scott. Uh, The team moving Samuel Cosme from right tackle to right guard full-time. The team re-signing unrestricted free agent center Tyler Larson. The team in the 2023 draft taking Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg in the third round and Utah tackle-slash-guard Braden Daniels in the fourth round. Uh, The team releasing left guard Andrew Norwell and center Chase Roulier and allowing center-slash-guard Wes Schweitzer and guard Wes Morton to leave as unrestricted free agents. But has enough been done? Have the right moves been made? Uh, this was Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the concerns that people have about the commander's offensive line. Well, I'll say this. I like where our offensive line is right now. I think those guys have developed a, a great chemistry. Those guys do a, a great job of over-communicating with, with one another. On top of that, they're a close-knit group. Um, People are always going to have opinions, okay? I'll just compare what we had when, uh, when I was in Kansas City uh, a few years ago. We went to a Super Bowl with an offensive line that a lot of people didn't give credit to, okay? And that was okay. Those guys just found a way <laughs> to, to drag their ass across the finish line and, and finish with a ring. And so these guys are very, very competitive, all right? They can care less about what others think. The only thing that matters is what we think and what we believe moving forward. We got a unique, talented group. I love the personality. I love the character of us. We work very hard. One thing I will say, it's not going to always be perfect, but the thing that I appreciate about these guys is that they work hard together. They want to be the very best that they can be. And when people ask that our O-line will fall short, I say, sure, why don't you come up here and and, and see if you can get in the three-point stance and beat them (laughs) Uh, uh, in the game of one-on-one. So I'm excited about these guys. I'm looking forward to watching them play. And hopefully they play well. The Commanders finished the 2022 regular season just 27th in the NFL in team pass block win rate per ESPN and 19th in the NFL in team run block win rate per ESPN. Is this Commanders offense under Eric Bieniemy ready for the regular season? Here was Eric on Thursday afternoon on if the Commanders offense going into week one is where he thought that the offense would be. You know what? I, I think we're right where we need to be. Uh, you know, I, our guys have worked their tails off. They've worked very hard. And the thing that I like is that they've seen all the hard work pay off because they're seeing it on tape. All right. And so after you basically put it on uh, 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 with the blood, sweat and tears, putting it out there on the field. But now you're seeing some of the stuff that we've actually talked about live up close and on tape, now it's giving them some confidence and belief and faith that they can go out and be whoever they choose to be. And so right now, I think we're right where we need to be. We're a very humble, hardworking team, okay? I just want to show that, hey, you know what? If we go out and take care of business, we belong, you know? Now, what we belong to, we just got to define that throughout the course of the season. But You know, we're here for a reason, all right? We belong in this league, but now we just got to go prove it this week. Yes, you do. And what about this week? Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on how he approaches week one of an NFL season. 
I think you approach it the same way that you do each and every day. The only thing that you can do is control the things that you can control. Our jobs as coaches is to make sure that we're giving our guys the best opportunity to win. And so we want to make sure we put them in the right situations. On top of that, providing them all the necessary information so they can go out and, and, and play at their best. So if we're doing it the right way, you should go into each and every game thinking, hey, we're going into this to win. So regardless of what the score is, the only thing that we're going to do, and you guys are going to hear me say this, uh, <laughs> as long as we're together, our job is to find a way to drag our ass collectively across the finish line together. So that's the, uh, that's the goal. Yeah, I feel like that's the goal for all of us. <laughs> Drag our behinds across the finish line. Uh, hey, if you need a law firm to kick some behind due to the harm that uh, you have suffered or someone who you care about has suffered, know that the law firm of Paulson and Ace is always there for you. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Ace. Paulson and Ace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that is always ready to fight for you. Paulson and Ace handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Ace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Ace provides a passionate advocacy on behalf of injury victims designed to help them and their families move forward after the most difficult of times. And Paulson and Ace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Ace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. Uh, how about this? Two verdicts versus Merrill Dow totaling $132 million. Yeah, Paulson and Ace has taken on Big Pharma and won. Uh, Clifton versus Georgetown University Hospital, a $50 million verdict for a young mother injured during childbirth. Uh, Bradley versus the United States of America, Paulson and Nace won a case for which the United States government had to pay nearly $1.8 million. Uh, this to a former American University field hockey player because of a military doctor's failure to diagnose and treat the student for a 2011 concussion that left her with permanent symptoms. Paulson and Nace took on the U.S. government <laughs> and won. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wrong but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. And don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Nace take care of your family. Hey, thank you to all of you who have given this podcast a five-star rating and who have uh, written nice reviews of the podcast, who on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated, and you on Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review does not have to be long. It can be just a sentence or two, but the ratings and the reviews help us out a lot. So thank you very much 
for doing them. Uh, time now to talk Commander's defense in preparation for the team's 2023 regular season opener, home to the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday afternoon at 1. The Commander's injury report for Thursday uh, was the same as the team's injury report for Wednesday in terms of defensive players. Corner Benjamin St. Juice, he was listed as a full participant in practice for a second consecutive day. He's coming off an ankle injury. And as defender Chase Young, he was listed as being a limited participant in practice for a second consecutive day. Uh, Chase is coming off a stinger that he suffered in the commander's preseason opening win at the Cleveland Browns on August 11th. He on Wednesday afternoon told reporters that he is ready to go and was just waiting to get fully cleared. Uh, Jack Del Rio, he is beginning his fourth season as Washington defensive coordinator. Jack did a pre-practice his press conference late Thursday morning. This was Jack on how Chase Young is doing, and then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's Insider Matthew Paris of the Washington Times. He's working hard to, to be ready to go. So, you know, he came back um, uh, as healthy as I've seen him and probably since his rookie year, and uh, so uh, great to see that. And, you know, we're waiting on the blessing from the doctors to give him the green light and when, when we get that then he'll go with montez we've talked a lot about finishing having kind of that yeah. duran light dissension what have you seen from or is it a, the same thing for chase or like what's an aspect of his game that you would like to see focused in on? well fi- finish is an important part of it right i mean a lot of work to get to that position and close the deal um so i think you know it's been an emphasis point um with our d-line you know, with with Montez, with with Chase, um, I thought Duran took a, a big step last year in that in that area, and, and that was an emphasis point for him last year. So it remains one for him and, and the others. But the finish is the key. You know, we're we're disruptive. We're going to be back there. We've got some talented guys that are that are going to roll off the ball, and um, you know, finishing when you're back there is the key. Yeah, you heard Jack Del Rio use the phrase emphasis point. Uh, Jack likes that phrase. Uh, Jack, with the commander's defense as a whole, has emphasized two things for this season. A, the defense getting off to a fast start, doing well early in the season. Washington defenses under Jack have gotten off to bad starts in each of the last three regular seasons. And B, the defense generating more turnovers. Here was Jack on Thursday morning on how the defense is different and perhaps ready to get off to a good start to a regular season. Well, we're, we're going to find out. That's been an emphasis point for us, uh, starting fast, creating more turnovers. Um, that, that's one and two, and uh, not necessarily in that order, but we need both. And so that's been an emphasis, uh, started early in the offseason and has carried throughout camp. And uh, we're excited to get the season started. How do you, as a defensive coordinator, know if your defense is truly ready for a regular season? This was Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on that. That's a, that's a prove it. You don't, you don't get to talk it and that be a mission accomplished. It needs to happen. So, look, we get an opportunity uh, when that ball is kicked off, you know, we, we, we get started with it. And we're excited about the opportunity to play. It's a new season, new opportunities, and um, we're just embracing that and trying to get off to a good start. 
Well, the commander's defense getting off to a good start would seem to include doing a good job against whoever the Cardinals' starting quarterback is for Sunday afternoon. The Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon, still not officially naming a starting quarterback for this game, even though it would seem that Joshua Dobbs will be the guy as opposed to Clayton Toon, who the Cardinals took in the fifth round of the 2023 NFL Draft out of Houston. After all, the Cardinals did just trade for Dobbs. So the Cardinals on August 24th acquired Dobbs via trade with the Cleveland Browns. This was Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on preparing for the Cardinals without knowing for sure who their starting quarterback will be. Study them both. Um, study everything that we can, uh, which includes, you know, Cleveland, Philadelphia, um, you know, Dobbs uh, in Tennessee. Um, you know, just doing all the all the due diligence, all the work that you can leading up to an opener. Openers are always full of the unknown. Um, and so there'll be some unscouted looks. We'll play fast to it. We'll correct it on the sideline and move on. And Jack Del Rio brought up the Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns because Jonathan Gannon spent the last two seasons as the Eagles defensive coordinator and the Cardinals offensive coordinator is Drew Petzing, who spent the last three seasons with the Browns, including being the Browns quarterbacks coach for last season, during which he coached current commanders quarterback Jacoby Brissett. By the way, the Cardinals injury report for Thursday listed two Cardinals players as having been limited participants in practice for a second consecutive day. Tight end Zach Ertz and receiver Marquise Brown. Ertz is coming off a torn ACL and MCL that he suffered last November. Brown is dealing with a hamstring issue. Backup offensive tackle Kelvin Beecham was listed as not practicing on Thursday off having been a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. The commanders in the 2023 preseason did not play defensive starters much at all. The team did not play a number of key defensive players in each of its final two preseason games. The only preseason game in which a good number of key commanders defensive players did play was that preseason opening win at the Browns on August 11th. And the commanders starting defense in that game got shredded for much of the Browns' first offensive drive of the game. The drive did result in a first quarter turnover on downs, but the Browns did what they did against the commander's first team defense despite running back Nick Chubb, receiver Amari Cooper, and left guard Joe Batonio all not playing in the game. Jack Del Rio on Thursday afternoon on what went into the team not playing key defensive players much in the preseason. Yeah, again, that's one of those questions that uh, it goes away real quick. Um, we, we've had a very productive camp. We got uh, work. Uh, I thought the work in Baltimore against the Ravens allowed us to maybe do a little less in the actual game. Uh, so that was our approach. Um, everybody takes their own approach. That was ours. And uh, I, I like where we are right now as a team, you know, entering the season. And uh, we've got a few guys that are still on the men, but uh, for the most part, our guys are ready to roll. Yeah, I did not have a problem with key commanders, defensive players not playing much in the preseason. This is Jack Del Rio's fourth season as the team's defensive coordinator. The defense is filled with guys who have been on the team for multiple seasons. Whether the commander's 2023 defense is as good as we want it to be never has hinged on how much key guys played in the preseason. I do expect the commander's defense to be good this season. I will be very disappointed if the defense is not good this season. But something that I very much believe is this. The days of dominant defense in the NFL 
are essentially done. The NFL has become such an offensive-driven league and such a pass-happy league and such a quarterback-driven league that the days of defenses leading teams to Super Bowl titles are essentially done. Now, I say essentially because nothing is absolute, but when you think about the legendary NFL defenses of the last 40 years, uh, the 1985 Chicago Bears, who included a linebacker named Ron Rivera, right? Uh, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2013 Seattle Seahawks, the 2015 Denver Broncos, who in the Super Bowl beat a Carolina Panthers team, head coached by Ron Rivera. Uh, I don't think that we'll be seeing legendary defenses like those defenses moving forward. What a great defense is now is different than what a great defense was in yesteryear. And so my point is this, the 2023 commander's defense can be good, but still give stuff up, (laughs) you know? And so if your standard for the 2023 commander's defense being good, is it allowing like 13 points or less in each game. Good luck with that, okay? I'd love to see that, but that's just not realistic in today's NFL. Every defense in the NFL now gives stuff up. Defense in today's NFL can't lead the way the way the defense in the NFL in decades past could lead the way. Well, leading the way when it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater is the Game Time app. If you are looking For great deals on tickets to Commander's Games, make sure that you download the GameTime app and use the promo code ALGALDI. GameTime offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee, so you no longer have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The GameTime guarantee means that you'll always get the best price, and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about GameTime is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on GameTime looking at tickets for Commander's Games in the 2023 regular season. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. GameTime is the app for last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Get the tickets without the stress with GameTime, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use this promo code, Al Galdi. You use that promo code, Al Galdi, you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms do apply, but download the GameTime app, create that account, and use the promo code, Al Galdi, for $20 off your first purchase. What time is it? It's game time. <laughs> download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You know, as much as we have talked about Ron Rivera traditionally getting off to bad starts to regular seasons, including over his first three seasons as Washington head coach, it is worth noting that Ron as Washington head coach is 2-1 and one in week one games. And the one loss was a close loss, a 2016 loss 
to the Los Angeles Chargers at FedEx Field in week one of the 2021 season in a game in which Washington starting quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick in the second quarter suffered what turned out to be a season-ending and career-ending right hip subluxation and in a game in which running back Antonio Gibson had a crucial fourth quarter loss fumble. In other words, Ron, as Washington head coach, could easily be 3-0 and in week one games. You would think that Ron improving to 3-1 and one in week one games as Washington head coach should happen. Uh, the Commanders begin their 2023 regular season with this game against the Arizona Cardinals at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 1. The Manders per Crab Sports are minus 7 and a half. According to True Media, this is the first time that Washington, with Ron Rivera as head coach, is favored by more than a touchdown for a regular season game. But of course, this is the NFL. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is certain. And when you think that you know, that so often is when you do not know. (laughs) We can't take anything for granted. And so, my friends, it is that time. The time to rhyme. It is time for the season debut of Rhyming Keys, my keys to a commander's victory in rhyming fashion. Now, you have to understand something. These rhymes, (laughs) they are not meant to be good, okay? They are only meant to make a few points. In fact, I have a saying for this segment, which I've been doing for years. The saying is as follows. The worse the rhyme, the better the time. And so here we go. Hardcore analysis combined with scheduled fun. Rhyming keys for a commander's win over the Cardinals. How do the commanders beat the Cardinals at what will be a sold-out FedEx field? How do the commanders win this game? We now rhyme the ways. Rhyming key number one, this is for the commander's new assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and the team's new starting quarterback, Sam Howell. Unleash Sam's cannon to humiliate Jonathan Gannon. Uh, are you as sick as I am of this uh, little game that the Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon, has been playing and not announcing who his team's starting quarterback for this Sunday afternoon will be? The belief is that Joshua Dobbs will be the guy, but I'm over Jonathan Gannon trying to be cute, okay? As you likely know, our team has history with Jonathan Gannon. He spent the last two seasons as the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. Uh, Washington, as we all know, has had a bad offense for a really long time. Washington has had a bad offense in each of the last five seasons, 2018 through 2022. There will be many ways to measure whether this season's commander's offense is better than these Washington offenses of the last five seasons. But one way will be explosive play rate. Washington over the last five seasons has been terrible at generating explosive plays. Being better in this regard is a must for the commanders to have at at least a decent offense this season. Now, explosive plays don't have to come via throwing deep. Uh, Short and intermediate passes can turn into explosive plays via yak, via yards after catch. But of course, throwing deep can lead to explosive plays. And we know that Sam Howell has a very good arm. He, during training camp, displayed a nice touch on his deep balls. The Cardinals' defense has a lot of question marks. Connecting deep on Sunday afternoon at least a few times should be doable. 
And so rhyming key number one, this for Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell. Unleash Sam's cannon to humiliate Jonathan Gannon. Rhyming key number two for Commander's Cardinals. This is for Commander's interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen and Duran Payne. John and Duran. Make Yelda wish he was at home playing The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> hey, I told you that these rhymes are not good, okay? But if you caught my conversation with Cardinals insider Darren Urban of the Cardinals official website, azcardinals.com. Darren was on Wednesday's show, episode 650. He was really good. And he told us that the Cardinals offensive line might actually be all right. The Cardinals are expected to be really bad, but the team's offensive line actually might be decent. Well, a worry spot on that Cardinals offensive line is center. Uh, the Cardinals starting center is this guy, Yelda Froholt. Uh, he's an interesting story. Yelda Froholt, he is a native of Denmark. He began playing football in the United States during his sophomore year of high school as a foreign exchange student in Warren, Ohio. He in 2019 became the first Danish player ever to be invited to an NFL scouting combine. But Yelda Froholt has made just four career NFL regular season starts at center, although they were for the Cleveland Browns last season. But this sure would seem to be a uh, rather exploitable piece of an offensive line for John Allen and Deron Payne. If Joshua Dobbs is the Cardinals' starting quarterback, know this, Dobbs in the 2022 regular season over two starts for the Tennessee Titans took six sacks. He can be sacked, and a path to that is John and Duran having their way with Yelda Froholt. And so rhyming key number two, this for John Allen and Duran Payne, make Yelda wish he was at home playing The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda, an all-time great video game, as so many of you know. And rhyming key number three for Commander's Cardinals, this is for the entire Commander's team. In this first regular season game under Josh and Mitch, make the Cardinals your... Yes, thank you, Snoop Dogg. This is a family-friendly podcast, so I'll let Snoop, I'll let the D-O-double-G uh, say the word as only he can. Biatch. <laughs> uh, you know, it was only ten and a half months ago that the notion of Dan Snyder selling the Commanders was some far-fetched pie-in-the-sky dream. Well... Here we are about to have the start of a commander's regular season with new ownership. The Josh Harris Group, led by managing partner Josh Harris and the group's top limited partner, Mitchell Rails. Uh, Josh and Mitch, they on Wednesday night had quite a bit to say in speaking before the Economic Club of Washington, D.C. Mitch delivered perhaps the final death blow to the name Redskins, quote, we're not focused on the previous name, that ship has sailed, end quote, although if you look at what Mitch said, you certainly feel like another name change could be coming, just not back uh, to Redskins. Uh, but said Josh, quote, if you're in the NFC East, we're coming back, end quote. And among those in attendance at this event was the greatest running back in Skins history, El Rigo, John Riggins. Rigo in recent years has had nothing to do with the team, but he was at this event, and the expectation is that he'll be at this game on Sunday afternoon when we, for the first time in a long time, will have a sellout of FedEx Field for a regular season game in which the overwhelming majority of the fans making for the sellout will be fans 
of the home team. A new era is upon us. Uh, no, a loss to the Cardinals would not ruin the era. But geez, the NFL set this up so well for the Commanders, right? A very beatable week one opponent at home to kick off the Josh Harris era in fine fashion. Take advantage of the opponent and of the opportunity. And so rhyming key number three, this for the entire Commanders team. In this first regular season game under Josh and Mitch, make the Cardinals your... Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Again, family-friendly podcast. More from the D-O-double-G next segment. Okay, so it is prediction time for both the game and the season. The Commanders per Crab Sports minus seven and a half. I will lay the seven and the hook. Final score, Commanders 28, Cardinals 13. Sam Howell, three touchdown passes and a touchdown run. I think that Sam could have a big season as a runner. Uh, And when it comes to the season, look, the Commanders to me are a high variance team. There exists a wide range of realistic outcomes to the team season. I could see the Commanders in the 2023 regular season winning 11 games. I could see the Commanders in the 2023 regular season winning four games. Uh, I could take the easy way out and say nine and eight or eight and nine, but I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with the optimism. I'm going to go with 10 and 7 and a wild card spot in the playoffs. But I'm also going to go with this. Ron Rivera resigns as head coach after the season. Josh Harris determines that while he respects Ron, Josh wants someone else leading the team. And so Ron, quote unquote, resigns, leaves on a high note. He does get out while the getting's good. 10 and 7, a playoff appearance, but also a head coaching change after the season. All right, and time now to talk college football. Time now for Goldilocks. My previews and picks against the spreads for games played by Maryland, Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. You have heard, surely, of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. This is Goldilocks, and it is brought to us by Crab Sports. Crab Sports is Maryland's number one sports book. Crab Sports is the only sports book that offers special boosts and parlays on all DMV area teams. In fact, if you go to crabsports.com between 5 p.m. Eastern on Friday to 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, you will see my Goldilocks picks in the boosted odds section. Yeah, you get boosted odds with my Goldilocks selections, making it easier for you to make money money. Again, crabsports.com. And know this, join now and Crab Sports will match your new customer first bet up to $250. Uh, Crab Sports is partnering with local hero brands and businesses to bring the best localized betting experience to Maryland. Crab Sports does want to remind you to please play responsibly for help 
Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, Navy is home to Wagner on Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Wagner is an FCS school. Uh, Lines for games involving FBS teams versus FCS teams usually don't come out until Friday. Uh, This podcast has an episode that comes out each weekday morning, oh so early, Uh, so we do not have the line for Navy Wagner, Uh, but obviously this game, a great opportunity for the midshipmen to bounce back. Uh, from their season-opening 42-3 loss to then number 13 Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland on August 26. And so, Goldilocks game number one, Maryland home to Charlotte, Saturday night at 7.30. The Terrapins per Crab Sports are minus 24 and a half. Uh, The Terps begin their 2023 season and season number five with Mike Loxley as head coach, not counting his run as Terps interim head coach in 2015, with a 38-6 win over Towson at CQ Stadium in College Park, Maryland last Saturday. The 49ers of Charlotte are coming off a 24-3 win over South Carolina State last Saturday. Uh, Charlotte's offense is predicated on running the ball a lot. Uh, The Terps, with their firepower, should smash Charlotte, which doesn't figure to put up a lot of points against a Maryland team that, going back to last season now, has not allowed a touchdown in each of three consecutive games. The last time that Maryland did this was a three-game stretch in November 1976. Uh, Give me Maryland, minus 24 and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Goldilocks game number two, Virginia home to James Madison, Saturday at noon. The Cavaliers per Crab Sports are plus seven and a half. Yes, Virginia at home against James Madison is an underdog by more than a touchdown. Think about that. Uh, The Cavs began their 2023 season and their second season with Tony Elliott as head coach with a 49-13 loss to then number 12 Tennessee at Nissan Stadium in Nashville last Saturday afternoon. The Dukes, uh, they began their 2023 season with a 38-3 win over Bucknell at Bridgeforth Stadium in Harrisonburg, Virginia last Saturday evening. If you're wondering why JMU is favored by more than a touchdown at UVA, Three reasons. Uh, A, UVA was really bad last season and does not figure to be good this season. B, JMU was good last season and should be at least decent this season. And C, UVA already is banged up. The Wahoos' new QB1 Monmouth transfer, Tony Musket, he and the loss to Tennessee suffered an injured left shoulder. His status for this game against JMU is unclear. Also, a key defensive lineman for the Hoos, Olosikonmi Agunloye, he and the loss to Tennessee suffered ruptured patella tendons in both of his knees, and he appeared to do this while celebrating on the sideline, if you can believe that. But he's done for the season. Uh, A key game time injury situation for the Hoos, in addition to Tony Musket, is edge defender Chico Bennett Jr. Uh, He did not play in the loss to Tennessee due to a knee injury. Uh, This game will be UVA's first home game since the tragedy last November 13th when a former Virginia running back shot and killed three Virginia football players and shot and wounded two other Virginia students, including another Virginia football player, uh, running back Mike Hollins, who is on the team. Uh, The three Virginia players who were killed will be honored during a pregame ceremony. Those players, receiver Lavelle Davis Jr., receiver Devin Chandler, and linebacker slash defensive end Deshaun Perry. Emotions will be flowing at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
But UVA, from a football standpoint, under Tony Elliott, has a lot to prove. Give me James Madison, minus seven and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. All right, and Goldilocks, game number three, Virginia Tech, home to Purdue, Saturday at noon. The Hokies, per Crab Sports, are minus two and a half. Uh, the Hokies began their 2023 season and second season with Brent Pry as head coach with a 36-17 win over Old Dominion at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia last Saturday night. Tech's passing offense looked good, but Tech's rushing offense and run defense were not good. Uh, Purdue began its season with a 39-35 home loss to Fresno State last Saturday. And yet, for a game at Virginia Tech is only a two-and-a-half underdog. As you might expect, public money overwhelmingly on Virginia Tech. One of the guiding principles of Goldilocks is the contrarian handicapping philosophy of when public money is overwhelmingly in one direction, you go the other direction, or you at least are open to going the other direction. The line for this game is begging you to take the Hokies. You in gambling should never do what the line is begging you to do. You should never do what the odds makers want you to do. Why? Because the odds makers know what they're doing. That's why we have all of those nice shiny buildings in Las Vegas. The odds makers know how to play the public. And so give me Purdue. I will not do what the odds makers want me to do. Give me Purdue plus two and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. That's right, Snoop. We make money, money. And so your Goldilocks for college football week two, Maryland minus 24 and a half, James Madison minus seven and a half, and Purdue plus two and a half. And don't forget, crabsports.com between 5 p.m. Eastern on Friday to 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. You will see my Goldilocks picks in the boosted odds section. You get boosted odds with the Goldilocks selections, making it easier for you to make money money. Again, crabsports.com. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 653. We'll have a lot for you on the commanders off whatever happens in their 2023 regular season opener, home to the Arizona Cardinals Sunday afternoon at one. Also on Monday show, we'll talk college football week two, which includes Maryland, home to Charlotte, Saturday night at 7.30. Virginia, home to James Madison, Saturday at noon. Virginia Tech, home to Purdue, Saturday at noon. And Navy, home to Wagner, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. And I, on Monday show, will talk Nationals and Orioles. So that's this weekend. Have a three-game series against the second-best team in the National League. The National League West leading Los Angeles Dodgers at Nationals Park. The American League leading O's this weekend have a three-game series at the Boston Red Sox. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. This is what we told them, and I. this is what I told them, and I'm going to go. I said, you don't have to worry about no problems from this ownership group. You just have to concentrate on Sundays playing football. 
You ain't going to read no headlines. You're not going to have to worry about nothing, no questions from you guys about stuff off the field. Your job is just to concentrate on doing your job and having fun every Sunday, every Thursday, or every Monday. That's it. And that's exactly what I told him. Okay? There it is right there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.